the A to Z of Doctor Who, part whatever it is, I, I am the Doctor. John Pertwee's finest hour was recording the hit chart-topping single, I am the Doctor, which was really good. Sadly, two years later, Tom Baker released a rather bitter follow-up called I'm a Time Lord, I Walk in Eternity, which didn't do quite so well, mainly because Baker was clearly drunk and slurring a rant about being a better doctor than any of his predecessors. Peter Davison wrote his own single called Actually I'm the Doctor, which was pleasant enough, but the 1985 release by Colin Baker called I'm the Doctor Whether You Like It or Not failed to chart. Sylvester McCoy tried his hand with I'm far more than just a time lord, which was produced by Stock Aitken and Waterman, but sadly nobody noticed. And it wasn't until 1996 that Paul McGann took the subject back to the top of the hit parade with his own euphoric I am the Doctor! But this single had far too much continuity right at the front end, so it didn't really break America. These days, nobody seems to release songs about being the Doctor, even Capaldi, who can play the guitar. God, I wish he wouldn't. Ian Chesterton. From the secret diary of Ian Chesterton, aged 30 and three quarters. School disco last night. I proper lost my shit to John Smith and the Common Men and Chris Waits and the Carolers. I was throwing shapes and busting moves. Oddly, nobody else seemed that keen on the Honourable Aubrey Waits, and I'm sad to say that some people were even openly mocking my dancing, although it's really good and pretty gosh darn sexy. That nice Miss Wright, the history teacher, was there, but she got wasted on the vodka and got off with that bastard Hemmings, the PE teacher. I hate him. He can't dance anything like as well as I can. I think I love Mrs Wright. I do a bit. When I think about her, my thing gets all hard. Today is a Saturday, so I'll do all my hobbies today, like playing football and ironing. Later on, I'll probably go out for lemonade in a local tea room, because I love having little adventures at Saturday tea time. I wonder if there will be any girls there. Not schoolgirls, obviously, because that would make me a pedo, although that Susan Foreman is a bit dishy. But she couldn't manage to go a whole song last night without tripping over and hurting her ankle, so frankly I think she's a bit of a disaster. And some of her answers in class are well weird. To be honest, this time of year always makes me a bit restless. It'll be November soon and cold, and I always feel like jacking my career in and going travelling instead. But this is just a pipe dream, isn't it? What my teachers used to call my tremendous spirit of adventure. Ah, well, dear diary, I must get on. I need to have another of my very stylish haircuts. More later. Image of the Fendal. The target novelisation of Image of the Fendal was only about eight pages long, so I didn't bother to read it. I haven't seen the story either. I'm therefore one of the least qualified people to discuss it. And anyway, stories that start with the letter I are rubbish. Into the Labyrinth. Into the Labyrinth was an ITV children's series set in a magical realm where some kids and their twinkly, wizard-like mentor would have a different adventure each week trying to defeat the evil witch Bellor, who was played by Pamela Salem. She was terrifying. She was hot. I even had the book of this. I think it was written by Peter Grimwade, but sometimes the memory cheats. Like much kids' TV of the late 70s, it's probably not aged at all well, so it would be excruciating to revisit. Hmm. I wonder if there's a podcast about it. Idiot's Lantern. 
A Doctor Who story that starts with the letter I, and so is rubbish. Mark Gatiss's script fires on absolutely no cylinders whatsoever. David Tennant has reached a new level of unbearable smugness. His hair is abhorrent, and it's got that fat guy who can't act from EastEnders in it. What's to like? For large chunks of the story, you can't even gaze at Billy Piper's lovely face. Impossible Planet. A Doctor Who story that starts with the letter I, and so is rubbish. Everyone else loves this one, for some reason, but I don't. So there. Impossible Astronaut. A Doctor Who story that starts with the letter I, and so is... Actually, this one's okay. Alex Kingston's in it. A lot of people struggle with this story, but it's really simple, and now I'll explain it in a, a clear, simple way for everyone who doesn't understand to really get their heads around. As long as the editor of the show doesn't get concerned about the running time and decide to try and edit, which for me would have been uh, Jensen Button in the 2011 Canadian Grand Prix. Into the Dalek. A Doctor Who story that starts with the letter I, and so is rubbish. The premise was a bit silly, owing much to Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. However, the title was reused by a truly terrible internet Doctor Who-themed porno starring a guy called Dick Briggs, who could only achieve sexual gratification by getting off with Daleks. Frankly, it wasn't a very convincing performance. In the Forest of the Night, a Doctor Who story that starts with the letter I, and so is rubbish. Earth is taken over by some trees, so everyone in London decides to stay in bed all day, apart from the Doctor and some kids. And there could have been a tiger. I'm not sure now. I am Foreman. You have to feel really sorry for I.M. Foreman, arrested in late November 1963, accused of keeping schoolgirls locked in cupboards in his junkyard, kidnapping two teachers, and indeed stealing police equipment. He denied all knowledge, of course, but nobody believed a word of his story. He died in prison before the police could find Ian Chesterton or Barbara Wright, and denied to his dying breath ever having heard of Susan Foreman. Iceberg People who say the new adventures were just trying to shock readers might well have been thinking primarily of this early Cyberman tale by David Banks, which features the following line of dialogue, which I'm going to self-edit for reasons of uh, decency. F you, you effing W. It was this line of dialogue that inspired a young American fan called Quentin Tarantino to develop the book into a, a movie script where a team of six anonymous Cybermen in black suits meet in a cafe on the way to rob a bank. Sadly, he couldn't get the rights to use the Cybermen, so the film was abandoned. Like his other Doctor Who movies, including Pulp Faction, Paradox, Jackie Lane, Kill Bill Hartnell, Inglorious Baker, and Drathrow Unchained. Sadly, none of these ever came to anything. And I don't think David Banks ever wrote another book either. <laughs>